join me in welcoming Eric Rabello. Hey, Eric, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Steve. What about you? I'm doing good, thanks. So tell us a little bit about you and what you do in the world. Yeah, so my name is Eric Rabello, and basically what I have is a digital business development firm uh, where we help you know, service businesses um, basically do sales and marketing growth. Uh, and we use ads, uh, conversion websites, and automated lead follow-up, and also a little bit of sales training to help them do that, to try and get more customers, clients, leads. Everybody wants to know the secret sauce, and it seems like it keeps changing on us. <laughs> um, today, you know, not, I mean, because last year was a totally different animal. Today, what is working? Is it Facebook ads? Is it landing pages? What, what works best? Yeah, the thing that I see that's kind of funny about the whole marketing industry right now is exactly that. If people just have no idea what to do. And funny enough, the simplest answer is usually the best answer, right? Um, it may not always be the easy answer, but it's, it's simple. Um, the, the thing is, is the ad platforms are traffic sources. Your website and landing pages are lead collection tools. And then what you do on the back end is to nurture those leads. So it's basically just a three-step process. And it's not really like a one, like you just do one thing and it solves the problem. You have to create a marketing system that actually generates you leads. So when I say we do ads, conversion websites, and automated lead follow-up on the back end and a little bit of sales training, those are all the different steps that are required for any business really to convert customers. And whether the ad platform is Facebook, Google, LinkedIn, TikTok, Meta, Facebook, whatever it's doing now, um, it doesn't really matter. It Well, it does matter depending on what your niche is and all type of stuff. But the point is, is that you want to be advertising on multiple of these platforms. Uh, you want to start with one and then become omni-channel. And usually what I would say to start with is Google because it's intent-based and they're coming to you. So although it is a little bit more expensive, it's worth it because they have high intent and they have buying signals of typing in exactly what they're searching for. So whether you're a contractor or a dentist or whatever, someone's going to be searching for what you want usually. Um, so you start there. And then once you see what works with those, uh, you know, ads with, you know, Google search and all that type of stuff, then I would say move into some type of outbound, which is more like Facebook and Instagram, where people aren't necessarily coming to you, but you're going to them with a marketing message and it has to be even stronger and even more compelling. So I would say Facebook and Instagram ads are actually a lot more difficult because there's creative required. You have to have some type of video, photo, something like that. It's not just text-based. And then also since you're putting your message in front of people and they're not actively searching for it, although Facebook is based on targeting and user data. So like it, they're qualified still, but you have to make it even more compelling to hook them in to like actually want to listen to your marketing message. Once they actually click on your ad, you like, this is where I see a lot of businesses mess up as well, um, is their website or their landing page doesn't really, it's also not compelling. You know what I mean? It's just kind of boring and bland and also isn't very clear on what they offer. So if they're offering a free consultation call, um, you know, it's like, what do they get out of that? Like what results are they getting at the end of the call that they want and what value are you providing? Cause just getting on a call with you doesn't sound compelling, but let's say they have a specific problem they want solved. Like just to, you know, give you an example, if there's a leak in someone's roof or something like that, and they need a roofer. Um, basically if you get on a call with them, instead of just saying, Hey, do a call with us, 
you can say, get on a call and we're either going to diagnose that problem as you can solve it yourself with something you can get from Home Depot or Lowe's or some type of ACE hardware, or if we're going to have to come out and do, oh, sorry about my lights here. Um, either they're basically going to give you, you know, something you can do yourself, or they might have to come out and do like a full roof replacement. But that person is like, wait a minute, on the call, they're actually going to tell me if I can just do it myself and save a bunch of money, like I want to know what strategies they have uh, to let me do that. So the call and the, the call to action or the offer has to be compelling as well. And if it's not, people are just not going to jump on the phone with you. And then the other two big parts <laughs> are lead, uh, basically nurturing those leads on the back end with emails, texts, uh, just any sort of communication. Because I think the the statistic is like, you need like 32 touch points before someone becomes a customer on average. Um, depends on the industry, how long the sales cycle is and all that different stuff. But for a normal service-based business, that's like mid ticket, you know, a couple like between 500 and $3,000 for whatever they're maybe even $5,000, $10,000 of their, their service. It's somewhere between, you know, like 12 and 32 touch points. So it's like, when you finally get that lead, you still have to do that kind of compelling process if they fall off, you know what I mean? Cause some people, they schedule a consultation call and then all of a sudden they get busy and uh, they need to reschedule. And it's like, well, how do you nurture that to get someone back on the call and uh, provide your service? Then the last part is sales training. And a lot of business owners are not adept at sales because they focus on whatever their, their thing is like whatever they have studied to do, whether they're dentist, lawyer, um, whatever they're good at chiropractor or something like that. They've studied that skill. They have not necessarily studied business growth and marketing and sales and revenue generation, client acquisition. And that is really where a lot of business growth comes from. It's, it's revenue, right? And they like to stick to what their skill is, what they know. And they, if they have someone there that can kind of teach them like, okay, if you're in this specific situation and you're talking to a client, don't just pitch them and then see what they say. You know what I mean? Like, that's like, you know, just asking for the sale right away. You have to ask questions and all these things. And that's, that's stuff that I teach them as well is when they're doing their consultations, you know, do a little bit of discovery, just like they do when they're actually, um, you know, talking with a patient, trying to figure out what, you know, the problem is. It's like you're diagnosing the problem and then you have a solution and then you provide case studies and testimonials and authority and all that type of stuff. And then you have a strong offer at the end. So the, the whole system is really necessary. And I know I went on a long rant there, but a lot of people just focus on how can I do Facebook ads to get more clients? And it's like, it's, it's not just that it's the whole thing. So that's really the secret sauce is if you have all four of those um, done, then you're going to have a system that actually generates uh, customers for you pretty easily. If you can get those all dialed in and congruent. You got my marketing brain spinning now because I liked that concept of having a landing page that basically offers for free to fix their problem right now if we can over the phone or Zoom. That's a cool concept. I like that. I'm going to steal that. I hope you don't mind, Eric. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I provide, um, uh, I provide content for value. You know what I mean? It's the, it's the same thing. Like literally me coming on this podcast and talking about that is now a free piece of value that you can hopefully take and run with. And then anybody you know, you can tell about it and they can get value out of it as well, you know? So the next question I do have for you, though, you've used the word 
compelling quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, give me your definition of what is and what isn't compelling. Uh, compelling to me, you have to look at what what type of buyer you're talking to. So this is also uh, nuanced because if you're talking to sophisticated buyers or more um, like high ticket, it's different than more of a low ticket fast sale, right? So basically compelling just comes down to eliciting an emotional response out of whatever they want. Like 70% 70 of people are emotional buyers and about 30% of people are logical buyers. I'm in the 30% range to where I have a analytical type of personality. So if you can cater to statistics, facts, data, um, I'm way more likely to buy. And that's what makes a compelling offer to me. If you try to come to me with something emotional and say, oh, it's going to make you feel better. And like, you know, kind of like, I, I no disrespect to any of that, but it's just a little bit more fluffy stuff to me rather than hard data. Um, I'm not, I'm still compelled by that because I'm a human being, but I'm not as compelled by log, uh, logic. You know what I mean? But a lot of people, they need the emotional side of things to, you know, how can you connect a get like, okay, so uh, they'll just give another example because it makes it really easy to, to define this. If you get sued, right? And you have, you're looking for a lawyer. There's obviously fear there. There's anxiety there. There's all these different emotions that are going on to where, okay, you know, I'm going to miss like my son's soccer game because I have to deal with this lawsuit that could destroy our family business. Like that is a lot of emotions. And if someone is going on Google, they see on Facebook or whatever that you're advertising to them and you say, Hey, we understand that lawsuits cause a lot of fear and anxiety and headaches. We want to relieve that for you. If you jump on the phone with us, we're going to talk about five different strategies that two of them you can try to do yourself, but they're not as effective. And you could potentially end up settling and not really win the case. The other three, we're capable of helping you with. Um, and, you know, we can basically talk about how each of those go and whatever, right? I'm just kind of making it up. But all of a sudden, the person is like, they, they, they are stopped in their tracks because they know that they can have, they're, they're going away from pain and towards pleasure. Most people want to like remove the pain in their life. And that's the strongest thing. A lot of people are, um, humans just in general are more driven by negative emotions to go away from negative emotions than they are towards positive emotions based on our DNA and psychology. So if you can help alleviate pain in whatever way, um, people find that compelling. You know what I mean? So that's, that's basically my definition of compelling, if that makes sense. Mm, absolutely, it does. So first of all, I mean, since we're talking in the realm of what you can do yourself and what you can't, uh, what do you find is the things that people try to do themselves that you really just wish they would come to you up front so you could help them initially? <laughs> Ooh, that's a really good question. I think... Um, the first thing that came to mind was what their, their offer is, um, in like positioning. Right. And, you know, as business owners, we are all kind of guilty of this of, Oh, like I have something good to offer. And if I just put it out there, people will just flock towards me and take it. Cause it's so great. And it's like, okay, there has to be a, a little bit of that, you know, um, follow up and kind of, kind of like nurturing the person into getting the sale. Right. So instead of, just kind of having a very, again, bland offer, you need to have something that's good that like people actually want. And 
that the offer almost like goes into a bunch of different categories. Cause let's say you have something really compelling, right? But then someone searches you online and you have a bunch of like bad reviews and nobody likes it, right? Everybody hates Yelp for that reason because people post fake reviews and all this crazy stuff. And it's like, well, that law that offer is no longer as compelling because even though you said the words that I want to hear, you don't have the authority and the case studies and the reviews to back it up. So now that offer isn't as compelling. Um, so it's like, I wish that business owners would take a more holistic approach to what they're doing and realize that it's simpler than it really is. Like you can't really trick people into like doing anything. Like, you know what I mean? That's not good anyway. That's not of integrity. So it's like, if you have a good offer that people actually want, it actually helps them and you're doing business with integrity and you have people that have, you know, used your service, then it's pretty easy to sell. <laughs> then it just comes into positioning and putting it in front of the right people. Um, some business owners are selling things that people don't want or the way that they communicate them, people are like, I don't want that. But if they just repositioned how they say it or communicate that to their target market, people would actually have desire for it. And again, that's a emotional response. So it just comes down to I wish they took a more holistic approach to marketing as opposed to trying to you know, have little bits and pieces and try and kind of put them all together. It's a whole system. And if you don't have the whole system correct, there's usually a lot of kind of fall through. It's like, it's like if you're on a boat and there's a bunch of holes in your boat, but then you're trying to like get the boat to go a thousand miles with a bunch of holes in it. And it's like, no, 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 no. You need to plug the holes so it doesn't sink first. And then you're going to have a way easier time actually like getting to your destination. So who would be the perfect people for you to work with and how can they get in contact with you if they'd like your help? Yeah. So um, basically the ideal client that we work with is service businesses that are like mid ticket, high ticket. So if you sell a service anywhere from 500 to 10,000 plus dollars of, uh, we've worked with clients from, you know, all over the spectrum. We've even worked with clients that their core offer is something that's like about one to $5 million, right? It's like a B2B technology company that in that case, but there's, there's all over the spectrum, right? But we like to help uh, service businesses in particular. If you're, if you're helping clients and you're providing a service, we really like to help that. So healthcare, medical, um, wellness, you know, technology, home services, legal, we kind of like specialize in that because we've found that it's kind of the same system over and over again, that people just want to get on a consultation or some type of call with you to learn more about the service. And then you basically uh, have a deal, you know, with them on the service, but that's, that's our ideal client. And then how to connect with me um, everywhere. It's just Eric Rebello. So ericrebello.com, YouTube, Instagram, all that type of stuff. And you can just reach out to me and uh, I can try and help you with some free advice or direct you towards some videos that I've made that uh, can help you. And then if you're a business that's, you know, doing above maybe like 1 million, you know, minimum or something like that, maybe, eh, maybe even a little bit less, like 750,000 or something um, in revenue, then we can definitely help you uh, scale to whatever number you're trying to get to, if you're willing to commit and do the strategies and actions necessary. And that's E-R-I-C-R-E-B-E-L-O.com. Correct. Yep. And then I have a little lead form on there they can fill out and we can uh, speak. Perfect. Well, Eric, give us uh, one piece of advice, something that we can and you maybe even should do uh, right now today. 
Okay, so it's going to be kind of general, but this has been something I've been philosophizing lately because I always try to simplify everything in my life. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a minimalist. Uh, clarity and consistency is the two things that really a lot of people, if they got those two things down, would be doing so much better in every single area of their life. And clarity is just, you know, defining what your actual goal is, or like the direction that you're going, and saying no to all the things that aren't that. And since we live in such a chaotic world, and there's so much stimulus going around, you know, you see people doing like social media detoxes and things like that, because they just need direction, they need clarity, they're getting pulled in too many different directions. And it just gets super crazy. And they have to define where they're going. The other thing, you know, with consistency is it's much better to do something for 30 minutes a day, as as opposed to, you know, a couple hours one day a week. And the reason why is because your brain has synaptic pathways that build over time. And if you do something every day, um, I don't know if you've heard of the book, like Atomic Habits by James Clear. But I when I read that, I was like, this is exactly, you know, kind of what people need with that. But it's like, if you get clear, and you get consistent, anything you want, like you'll be able to get. Eric, I appreciate so much you spending some time and giving us such great insight on the show here today. Absolutely, Steve. I appreciate you having me on. And um, I hope that I could help anybody uh, listening to the show. And other than that, yeah, I had a great time.